Video games are the latest craze to sweep the country and most of the world, too. Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Defenders, and Asteroids. I'll be back. He's alive! He's alive! Are you afraid of God? No, I'm afraid of the hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 22nd episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net. I'm your not so humble host, Brendan White. Find me everywhere at Brendan8bit. I am joined by my two usual partners in crime, Reese Kirby at Fried Reese, Sam Abraham at 8-Bit Sam. How you doing today, my brothers? Hello, hello, hello. Mate, I'm absolutely beaming. He's beaming once again, six coffees, and he is like a rocket. All about that mocha with the three extras. Three six equals. coughs. Equals, that's one. Extras, yeah. what am I thinking? I'm thinking chewing gum. That would suck. Three extras in your coffee. Brendan, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We got there in the end. We had a little bit of a technical hiccup this morning, but uh, overall, I think I think we're getting getting there. Um, We've we've got a pretty sort of light on news show, just as a little pre warner for you for you listeners out there. You know why? Because nothing happened. Everyone is still recovering from E3. I think you know all those big. Bombs were dropped at E3, you know, all those new headlines. I'm still recovering from Naked Norman Reedus. Yeah. Still recovering. Yeah. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Still no one knows what's going on. Yeah. Hideo came out with some cryptic things about what the game is and how, you know, life is, there's a metaphor of sticks and ropes in life and all this hokey nonsense, but I still can't make heads or tails of it. I love that sort of, I live for that sort of stuff in games though. Oh yeah. That's next level to me. Yeah. So sticks, you pretty much... the, the metaphor is trying to preach is like something to do with sticks are, are used in, in combat and to keep distance between people, you know, where rope is sort of a, a help, like a, a pull tool, you know, you're bringing people in sort of. Get over into, here. So it's all kinds of riddles by Hideo. So it watch makes, this space. Yeah, totally bonkers. How was your week? Yeah, good, good. I've um, been playing a, playing a few titles, uh, a few that you guys have probably been hearing about the last couple of weeks, played a little bit of Overwatch, surprise, surprise. Been playing a bit more Witcher, surprise, surprise, but I also sunk a lot of time into the Resident Evil 7 demo. Okay, Resident Evil 7 first. What do you think? It's very, very different to, I guess, that traditional Resident Evil style of game. Like, the, the demo plays in first-person perspective. Okay. So, apart from a few of the um, the Resident Evil Survivor-based games where it was a gun, like a House of the Dead style vibe, Yeah. everything else is, you know, third-person over-the-shoulder style. Sure. It's a short demo, like all up. There's a few different avenues you can go. I replayed this thing about four times just to see if I missed anything. And you wake up and you sort of in this old abandoned house, look like something out of um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre type of situation going on. And, mm. and all it comes up, it says, you know, escape the house. Now, so tonally, it's different from, I want to say, five and probably six. Yeah. So, is that right? Even, even four, like four is when they first started to step away. Into that more actiony based style yeah, of game, more action. It yeah, was, it was very uh, campy is not the right word, but action, action. Yeah. It's more bravado, hammy, explosions, yeah. and bigger set pieces. Michael Bay. Yeah. Whereas, whereas one, two, and three are very much horror games. Yeah. Would so you say this has returned to its horror. It, it felt a lot like I was playing the original Resident Evil on the old PlayStation days. Mm. 
um this old house it's you know decrepit run down there's there's rip marks and scratches and there's these creepy little dolls hanging from the ceiling and there's nice. corpses of animals nice. and really eerie really Sounds dimly like lit a lot of <laughs> a lot of noises coming through like a lot of jump scares. This there was, why there was we a don't few jumps. at your place anymore as well. Because ah, it's the haunted house. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. It's got, it. got rustic it. charm, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Look, what, I, what, what can I say? I like Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of an Etsy fan too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. So you, you like the demo I, I really so enjoyed far. it. I really okay. enjoyed it. Like it. It's played from two perspectives. So um, it's sort of um, like a sort of a flashback style where it's... Did you guys ever watch? Was it v, was it VCR the movie? That, um, VHS. VHS. It, it reminded me a lot of those movies. Found footage films. Yeah, so found footage films. Um, right. One, I'm assuming you're sort of like a detective, and and you sort of wake up in this house and you find this found footage film of almost like a ghost hunters type of crew that are going into this house to film a film a show. Yeah. And so you watch them sort of going through the house and encounter all kinds of you know bad things and then you you play in that perspective as well so there's there's two ends of it and it was a lot of a lot of that vhs vibe there wasn't that creepy demon alien angel girl or whatever from that I first like one when she's like i like you i'm gonna oh. dull oh. back as well to overwatch you <clears throat> mentioned overwatch and i've got a bit of a problem so uh ali's miss ali hart is telling us all to get overwatch on ps4 yeah, she's trying to she's trying to box she's me trying out. To, trying to box. Well, no, no pun intended. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I haven't purchased it yet because of my ongoing internet issue. Looking to buy it same day I get the internet connection. Um, the platform I get it on is dependent upon you, Reese. If you can get it before <laughs> the internet gets connected at my place, oh, man. then Xbox One, no worries. Well, if not, mm. I'm gonna have to just go with PS4, mate. Mate. What did you get it on? You got it on. I got an every- Xbox because we made a pact. We did yeah. make a pact over this podcast. Yeah. But old Turncoat with- McGee over here, Turncoat McGee is just I flipping sides. I, I'm I'm dying to play What's this game. What's with Ali though? Getting because uh, we had she her doesn't her have on an the Xbox. Pack. I don't think. No, she does. But oh, she she, does? she knows more people on the PlayStation. Yeah, so yeah. Fair enough. She, she didn't. On she there. didn't uh, cut her hand and, and press it together against ours when we made the pact. So she, you know she's exempt. But, but you're not. That's right. I'm not. But he's. Not but gonna hey, let it go, mate. Only like only like two weeks ago, Reese talked about uh, he's happy to change his mind whenever he sees fit on these issues. So I feel like that's kind of our thing. Sam, that's our I don't thing, have guys. a PS4. I'm not going to change my mind on that one. No, yeah. whether whether or not you get it is he's getting is, it. Oh, I'm you're getting, getting it. 100, 100 getting he's, it. Right. He's not, hooking man, it up this week, Xbox and I'm going to get it on Xbox because and not PC. No, because I could sharpen up those CS:GO skills. No, 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 because that would that wouldn't be fair. Because you know why. We made a pact. Mm. Oh, here we go. All right, fine. <laughs> Whatever. And brothers yeah. who make pacts. That's a high five sound right there, pact. listeners. Oh, Sam's you know left hanging. There we go. All right, Reese, what have you been playing this week, mate? Um, hey, okay. Here's the thing. Going to take back what I said about Origin last week. Um, because... Uh, when I when e- I EA Origin, e- so that's EA their, Origin. Their, their reinterpretation. When I, of Steam. when I first used Origin, it's when it first came came out, and it was quite clunky and not all that great. But I went home last week, and I'm like, you know what? I might just double check it because I got the PC. That's it. So I plugged it in, mate. Origin has changed a lot, yeah. all for the better. I just happened to walk into Origin as they 
had the sale on as well. You digitally walk in, obviously. Digitally walk They don't have a shop front, so... <laughs> Metaphorically, you can use your brain. Lawnmower man in there. Just yeah. <laughs> um, and I picked up uh, Battlefield 4 for five bucks and Medal of Honor for seven bucks. Nice. So good I was, pickups. I was happy because, I mean, that's, that's a good price. That's cheaper than the round of coffees this morning. Yeah. And the thing that's is, true. is that with Battlefield 4, there's like six or seven different expansions and they give you one for free. Okay. I got I got one for free. I don't forget what it's called, but it's, it's on there now, and it's on there for free. And um, oh, played Medal of Honor start to finish. That was that was pretty good. That that's that's the remake. Uh, like, like it's War the Warfighter. Yeah, it's the. Yeah, I think that's it's called, the present day one, but yeah, it's just called one. Medal of Honor, right? Medal of Honor. It's War the one that came Fighter. out yeah, yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. 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 And uh, gotta say, like, um, you know, I'm, I like my war games, and I've always mm. always been a big war game fan. But uh, you know that Medal of Honor. When I started playing it, I was a little bit against it because for some reason the depth of field felt a bit weird because I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't see enough in the view. Right. Obviously, you kept playing it a bit and got used to it. Um, And then you're sort of just playing it. There's two or three different storylines that intertwine and you go along, you're sort of fighting uh, like Kurdish or Russian fighters um, in the the mountains. Yeah. And you're going along. And then right at the end, I won't spoil it, but the story kicks you right in the guts, right in the feels. I'm a fan of a good it re- kick in it the guts. It just completely blindsides you. Okay. It was pretty sad, but power to EA for that game. I think um, they touched on a nerve with it that uh, was a little bit um, brave, but I respect them for it. Okay. If, if you haven't played it, I would say pick it up. Because it'll take you three days to finish it, I'm single not player. It up. Um, you said seven bucks, didn't you? Seven bucks. Seven bucks. It's a good price. Seven bucks, listeners. Um, out of the two, I think Battlefield Four is probably the better buy because you get more mileage out of that. Yeah. Have, have you played 4, it online yet? Did you get into no, any of those big won't. thirty? Like no, why not? It's based, fun. No, it's because so every fun. time I've played a Battlefield game online, I've just been spawned death, or for some reason, like what? people just no seem to, to like because people just seem to be able to. Snipe you from across the map. The, map, the maps are so big. I They're know, so I, bloody big. My, I, I, I can't my even see the battlefield. Enemy. My problem with Battlefield is that it always takes me like five minutes to get back into combat. My yeah, annoyance true. with that game is that you can microtransaction your way to the best gun and the best, you know, vehicles. Yeah. So point. you could jump in as level one and buy the best machine guns, the you know the the F eighteen fighter jet, whatever else. Then you can just be wrecking guys straight off the bat. There's CSGO no does that. It, it annoys me though. Yeah. Really annoying. Fair enough. Cool. Um, there was another game that I played. You did? You, you dropped a review on it. It's, it's got an interesting name. I'm still not sure the exact pronunciation of it. Can you pronounce it? Because I forget what it's called. I think it's Koihime Embu. Ah, Koihime Embu. There you now, go. My <laughs> terrible Japanese, Hime, means princess. Um, and Is Koi? What's Koi? Not like Apart from fish. fish. <laughs> not fish princess, no. Um, but... Basically, it's a 2D anime fighter uh, in a similar vein to BlazBlue. Okay. Um, but... Um, but not BlazBlue. The feel of it is a very cringy, neckbeardy sort of waifu anime girl. It's very... There's a lot of exploitation going on in this there's game, isn't there? a lot of little clothing and... Yeah. Gravity-defying breasts. Gravity-defying <laughs> genitalia and... Too much, like upskirt shots and like just oh, cringy, like oh, why? But um, I tried to look past that because that immediately turned me off. 
But um, I was hoping you were going to go the other way. Though. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> like, really got me going. Right into that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, gross. What about the uh, yeah fighting? Yeah. Actual fighting. I tried to look past that and get into the fighting mechanics of the game and see if that was um, fun. Um, look, uh, the budget was spent on the on the specials. Uh, the specials are quite um, interesting because they sort of almost go to a bit of a cutscene when you special, do a special. Specials like uh, like a special like a street moves. fighter special. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It goes to a bit of a cutscene and they do a move and it's cool yeah you've got one other animated move and then the rest is just punch kick okay so strong punch strong kick uh, grapple i want to say like a like an early game boy guilty gear x sort of yeah play style. good yeah good one yeah um although okay. i would argue guilty gear has probably got or more even like a street fighter one plus supers yeah i'm yeah. with you there um so that kind of was because I, I i saw this game as kind of funny you got like innocent in a way you know because i think if you had a bunch of mates over and you had this ridiculously weird looking game, you could probably smash a few beers and have a go and you'd have fun. Yeah. Um, so if, if that's what you get it for and you'll get it on the Steam sale quite cheap. Throw um, a number out of 10. Throw a number out of 10 on it. Oh, like a, like a, like a, like a four? Three, four. Oh boy. All right. No, yeah. that's fair. Okay. Because it's, if you, if you go into it thinking, ah, it's a bit of fun, like get a few mates over and play this weird Japanese, you know, tit, yeah. tit game. Fighting games, fighting games Japanese are hard. Japanese tit game. That's definitely a Japanese tit game. Uh, I think fighting games to, to make a new fighting game series would be quite difficult because they could have done, all of them have their own sort of... Honestly, I think they could have le- like they could have uh, upped the functionality of it a bit more because if they had something where it's like Marvel vs. Capcom where you've got, um, you know, like a squad per side. Yeah. yeah. Or, what, even or like, like a, King of Fighters, you mean? I, I actually would have liked to see the same game in a Smash Brothers variety mm. where it's like bigger levels where you can jump between platforms and have okay. 2v2 4v4 because what is I think there's what you said there was 12 or 13 characters I think when we were talking yeah. about one. it's and not a huge roster no. and, and they're all very similar like you know right. when you play these anime games there's always like a demon character and a weird sort of like is animal there, is there a sexy cat no Oh. It's, it's all they're all no, kind of that was a shoe. they no. all kind of look the same so it's a bit of a letdown but you know it was fun to play for a couple of minutes I finished it in like 40 minutes so wasn't mm. much of a play but um yeah played that played medal of honor just uh yeah cool not much else i've had a non-eventful week i'm afraid i oh, really no. have just been so under the pump with life uh that i come home and have no energy to do anything else i played hearthstone um starting to get back into that uh and i won't talk about it for too long because i've talked about it a thousand times but I'm really finding that the what I'm enjoying about it is not competitive play anymore. It's actually all the other stuff like the tavern brawls, um, all the wild matches, which is where you get to use all of the cards and not just like you're restricted to oh, wow. you know, this year's sets. Uh, you need to get into it. You were talking earlier this week about getting into a card game. Um, Vanguard. Vanguard. I wanted uh, to gain my virginity back. You can. Uh, <laughs> is that possible? If you play, play Vanguard, Vanguard, you play Vanguard, yeah, you can. You can, yeah, you Take your cherry. You can. I actually um, really want to play it though. <laughs> really? Is, yeah. You want to play that? I want to play that CCG game. CCG or you just you know, want to play CCG? No, no. Do you know why I want to play Vanguard? Because there is a group of kids down at um, Intensity uh, in the city that play this Vanguard game and they look like they're having the time of their life because when you play Vanguard the card game, apparently the cards that you have can be put into this video game. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And, they, and you can level up characters and it puts like stamps or something on your card it makes your card better I so, think I think that's like an initial D system more mm. than it is the CCG mm. no because I've seen these these card, these kids play it and I've they got put one the card where's, my, in, where's my wallet 
put the card in and it comes up on the screen. Was like that a, a few moths that just flew out of there? <laughs> there was. <laughs> Dust them cobwebs off. Uh, you're talking about something like this, man. A bandeau Namco no. passport. No, 100%. No, no. It's got to be similar to this. You're wrong. It's not like a Yu-Gi-Oh card and then you can... It's not readable. That's not how they're made. They're just cardboard. I think there is readable cards. Try, try I think I'm, on, I'm on your side of the fence on this really? one. Really? Okay. I could be wrong. Uh, we'll look into it and we'll come back because that sounds cool. You put the card in and the, and the character comes up on the screen. Like I want to get into that. You, you should... My problem Sign up with that for the is Gwent that beta as well. All the kids who play it are like seven or eight, so I don't think. No, get on the Gwent beta. I, there. I think this is a great topic to head into the news headlines with. Fable Legends. Come oh on. yes, Come yes. On. I yeah. thought we were going to. I was talk waiting more for the penny to drop there, mate. <laughs> the, the the penny's there. Or the, the penny's there. Or the coin. I guess we should put that penny coin in this machine and fire this puppy up. And that's it. Understand what our boy Sam's on about here. Yeah, let's um, let's do that. This week's news headlines. Still going strong. Yeah. Nice one. Sammy, lead us off, my friend. All right. So, Fable Fortune Kickstarter was cancelled this week uh, in a surprise twist, I mm. thought, because this doesn't usually happen. They secured private funding. Yeah. Um, so, they managed to get the funding to make the game uh, without the need of going to the fans for it. Did they chuck a Shen Mui and take anyone's money? Uh, they, no. They, no, because they only received, I think they're up to about 25% at the time of cancellation of the money that they wanted to, you know, require to kick this game off. Yeah. yeah. So did they get their money back? Yeah. I, well, anything that's not kickstarted, 100%, yeah, the, the crowdfunders get their money back on Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah. That's so, it's, so, yeah, so anyone. I'm, uh, Unless anyone it reaches that goal, yeah, they I, all get their money back. And it was really not doing well, I think. The no, 25% campaign. was after 10 days, I think yeah. it was only at 25%. So they've got their private funding, which is great. The game is going to go ahead. Uh, mm. And I think this is interesting because uh, from E3, we've got uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. Yeah. Uh, that's you know, Champions or Legends? I think, it's it's, I think it's Legends. Legends, that's right. And then you've got Fable Fortune. And then you've, you've got, got Gwent. Gwent. And then already uh, dominating the market is Hearthstone. I'm, I'm firmly aboard the Gwent train. I've been playing so really? much Gwent this week in, like, in conjunction with playing The Witcher. And I am loving it. I've, I, I've got this deck now in Gwent that just wrecks everything. I cannot make heads or tails of Gwent. Like, I understand how it works, but it's so it seems so simple to me that it shits me. Like, I, I'm so bad at it as well, which is also probably part of why I think I that's, like it. that's the problem with when they... Obviously, you play it via the official Witcher game for mm. now. Um, but when you start, you obviously got a pretty scrubby deck. You don't yeah. have many good cards. So those first games, you're probably going to lose more often than you win. But, <laughs> Sorry, when on. when you you start doing specific Gwent based matches where you, where you um, play particular NPCs and they might have a legendary card and you beat them then you get that card and then yeah. that's in your deck and once you start compiling some of those more heavy hitters out there you just destroy like my in Gwent. yeah my deck now is majority of them are all legendary cards they're exempt from any kind of weather based effects you do on the game so it's, once you drop that card out no one can take it off no the board for that right. round yeah. So I'm just on a roll. So I on a roll. I think it's interesting because they're all very different. Um, mm. I don't know too much about Fable Fortune just yet. And I don't think anyone does. We don't no. know too much they, about. They how haven't it gone into it much at all. But we know that. Um, well, obviously everyone knows Hearthstone. Hearthstone's like watered down magic. It's mm -hmm. a very basic game. Um, I like Hearthstone. Hearthstone's great. I, I really easy. enjoy it. It is mm. very easy, but it's also um, it's 
it is very competitive and it's very strategic. I think it strikes the balance I really well. I can't get ahead though. Like I can't get you up there. You need the cards. You need the cards. And that's, that's it. The problem. Like, so, to, so to get the cards, you've, you've got to lash out some funds, eh? You yeah. do. You totally need to so You to can't Kerbar style yeah. this one. As, as not much unless as, you want to run Zoo yeah. the whole time. As much as people say it's, it's free to play, yeah, you'll need to probably pony up a hundred bucks to... Yeah. Get some cards into your collection that all. I don't Look, think that's bad. No, it's totally fair because the game gives you um, so much playability. Like it's so easy to just change your deck and, and play ten hours and change again and play ten hours. I've t- I've played it so much. I, I'm a big advocate for the game. I think it's great. And um, it is a good snap game. Now it is, it is on Android and iOS. You Hashtag can play on your game. phone. Yeah, yeah. So. I used to play it. I played it a bit, mm. but I, I didn't obviously quite get into it that much. Gwent is very different. Uh, Elder Scrolls Legends is is two lanes. Yeah, it, it has lanes, um, yeah. which look amazing. I don't know too much about the gameplay. I have signed up for the beta, mm. um, so can't wait to to give that a crack when it comes around. But they all seem very different to each other. Um, but I don't think people can play more than one because it gets so damn expensive. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so all these games are available that the, all the ones that aren't physically available purchase now. They've all got beta signups at the moment. So anyone that is interested in Fable Fortune, they've got the, the beta signup available off their website now. I think you, if you just head to Flaming Foul Studios, you'll be able to sign up on there. I'm you just, can, I'm you too... can sign up to Gwent. You can sign up to uh, Elder, Elder Scrolls, Scrolls Legends yeah. as well. I'm too burnt by Fable 3. Mm. Just, just total different game. Don't even think. Yeah, about I, it I like get that. on I'm the just, Gwent. Uh, Don't even think about it like that. Yeah, mm. I think I'll start with Hearthstone. Mm. Does it chew through the data a bit? No, no, no. no it doesn't chew through. The data It'll at chew all. through your battery. If you're on your phone, oh, yeah. it's gonna suck your battery dry super quick. That's what happened to my boy. That's why it's always on the charge. Mister Three Percent. I'm gonna get that on a team jacket for him. Yeah, Mister Three Percent. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of CCG dropping in the next 12 or so months so yeah. it's so it's a good time for anyone that enjoys see, these card games i'm glad to see card games making a comeback yeah i think they're a, they're fun yeah they're they totally are totally fun and very very um uh, good for the brain i think and and the good thing i think yeah i'm with you because they aren't so labor intensive on you know whatever your preferred gaming device is developers can put more money into doing ongoing support and regular updates and things mm. like that so like you look at Hearthstone, for instance it's you know always getting uh, updates and new New um, expansions and things like that's that's, that's a Blizzard the, thing, probably Blizzard more thing. so. Yeah, but that's totally a Blizzard thing. But also, it gets that money coming in so regularly. Oh yeah, that it can afford to put yeah. put it there. It's yeah. a juggernaut. Oh yeah. You know what else is a juggernaut? Tell me, brother. Supercell, mobile game developer, famous for most notably Clash of Clans and Boom Beach, and I think there's a new all those games that clans are the same offshoot game now. With all those skin. ones, you yeah, know. know so, so they were recently purchased this week. For, you know those ones. Forget I know those this. Ones. $8.6 billion yeah. Supercell got bought for by Tencent, who also owned Riot Games, who obviously uh, published League of Legends. So that's not, that's, you know, a financial juggernaut for them as well. <laughs> but yeah, yeah they, they got in early on um, on Tencent, which is, oh, on Riot, sorry, because before, mm. I guess, that League of Legends sort of balloon burst like they got in five years ago for 400 million i can only imagine what it would cost to buy riot today i would i would argue that riot was still um had already hit its uh popularity uh i won't say its peak but it was already blown up at the time that they purchased it Mm. uh but it's definitely worth way more than 400 million now Mm. uh clash of clans we were talking about it actually i think in one of our first episodes uh last year mobile gaming was the highest uh, or generated the highest revenue out of mm. all gaming across the entire industry 
Uh, and Clash of Clans was at the top of that. Uh, so this is well and truly the biggest money making you know game. You know what's weird to me though being is that people who play Clash of Clans, you could go up to them and say, "Hey, you should play Command and Conquer," and they would be like, "No, no, like, it's mm. it's good because it's so accessible, and there is a market out there of people who just." play uh, games on phones only it's yeah. it's accessible um, to gamers, a degree yeah. though because I've I've sunk a few hours in Clash of Clans embarrassingly and, oh, and when you when you first play it's quick you know when you're those low levels you can level up real quick and see a lot of development and expansion and mm. modifications to your, to your base and your troops and whatnot but when you get to higher levels it gets to the point when only once a day you'll be able to say maybe upgrade one tiny piece of your you know um but that, sort that, of fence line around your base and then you've got to come in the next day and then it, and it just that's when it pissed me off for me like when it was I could get in and play and battle whenever I wanted yeah. great but the fact that then you get restricted when you are a higher level to be really limited in what you can upgrade or the amount of times you can fight it's that's, yeah, the, that's the genius don't, of it though I just I don't bother with mobile gaming because the, the whole feel of um, your fun is limited is mm. just so annoying to me. The, that's why the only games I ever play is like Super Stickman Golf. But I think I think that that is the genius of it because you look at, um, I mean, realistically, there are things that I do like on my phone. Like there are games I play on the phone, on the train to and from work that I just won't do in my own time when I've got other things available to me. You know what I mean? So for people who only get to do it once a day, just do it while you're on the train or get sucked in and you know make a few micro transactions to to mm. just i suppose enable more content that's the genius of it that's why it's such a big money maker and i think for people as well who aren't necessarily big gamers that's fine they don't mind mm. just spending 10 minutes just mucking around expanding the base and building units mm. i i agree but just for i guess more regular semi full-time gamers you know like us where yeah. oh yeah you don't like being told you can only play for five minutes oh no it's my you know, the, the second someone says that to me it. it's like you know, buy some more diamonds yeah yeah that's it i yeah yeah so yeah it depends as you said depends on the the market they're targeting and clearly their target market is those 10 minute people a day where they, they can get in found feel it. like yeah. they're killing a bit of time having fun jump off maybe drop a few dollars on that's yeah. it yeah I think it's also the kids too because you hear horror stories yeah. about parents with their kids who just give them their phone to yeah. you know basically be an absentee parent and then Oof, they drop that credit card they jump in <laughs> and the kids just get hold of the phone and they just they don't know what they're doing. They're just no. buying diamonds, but <laughs> I know, I know. mom and dad gets these bills back and they're like, what's going on? I know a few people who play it who would never touch a PlayStation, you know, would never pick it's up a controller in their life. Yeah. But then Smash Farmville oh, yeah. and all these others, oh, yeah. Facebook Candy Crush and, and all that. Yeah. yeah. So it's been an interesting week. There's a lot of uh, birthdays this week in a yeah. roundabout kind of way. More than more than one, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um the biggest one? The biggest one, Nintendo 64. Happy has turned birthday. 20 today. Oh, that yeah. makes me feel pretty goddamn old. Makes me feel Did I they feel do anything as well? for the for the 20th Nintendo? Of, no. Not I'm really. sure they would have done they something. They probably done something weird, but nothing that's that really That's the thing with Nintendo gravitated. is like, I never see them doing cool things like like with, you know, 20th anniversary they could be like, "So, we're going to do a 20th anniversary limited edition console just and just throw it out there like they would never do that yeah mm. it's it's tricky I guess for a console that's not uh, online enabled but actually that's a good idea because if they released a console that was just a, a box with a port for the controller and released the controllers and then you get all the games online 
I think that'd be a good idea. There's probably a few things I haven't even checked, but I'm sure there's a few things on the Nintendo store. Maybe they've um oh they'd, they'd have some, some they'd have some douchey games. like limited edition T-shirt for your me but for your um <laughs> your me things like that. There'll be things in that regard, but yeah. it, nothing that those core Nintendo players would lap up. It is a big milestone though. People still playing the 64, of course, and some of our favorite games. I think we're on the Nintendo 64. Uh, my favorite, hands down, Super Smash Brothers. I, I, I so fondly remember playing that game for hours mm. with my buddies when that first came out. Later on in life, I realized I'm a weird gamer because <laughs> my brother and okay. I had a 64, but we never touched the big titles. We never played Zelda. We never played Mario games. Yeah. Ever. What were you playing on there? We were playing... We started with WWF Warzone. That was a good game. Though. That that was the first. Uh, well, the first game that we wanted it for was GoldenEye. Got GoldenEye, played mm. that. Then Warzone. Then Attitude. Then WrestleMania 2000. WCW yeah. vs NWO. So obviously the wrestling games were big, but we had other stuff like Top Gear Rally. Yeah. Body Harvest. Um, Two Rock. Snowboard Kids. Snowboard Kids. Snowboard Kids Two. 1080p snowboarding. Tony Hawk's. So what was your favorite? Just 1080 snowboarding. What was your favorite? <laughs> Out of all of them. You, if you had to pick one, what would your favorite be? My favorite game? Yeah, on 64. Uh, man, probably WrestleMania 2000. WrestleMania Ooh. 2000? That was the one that had Hulk and RVD on the front cover, I remember. That was the first game that Rob Van Dam was in for the WWF. Look at that. Shining some Yeah, he was. Trust me. I'm a massive RVD fanboy and I bought that game specifically for that reason. What about you, Big Dog? Goldeneye. Goldeneye? Goldeneye, hands down. The amount of time I wasted playing that game, I remember because I was, I didn't have a Nintendo 64 for a little bit, but I made up the road had it. Yeah. But he, um, his parents were a bit narky about it, so it was really hard for us all to get together and play, play together. Yeah, right. But like, you know, me and, and um, my mate Chris and a few of the other kids from the, you know, from the block or whatever you want to say. <laughs> Sandlot kids. Yeah. So we'd all get together and play Goldeneye on this tiny like 30 inch CRT telly in his bedroom. That's so awesome. And I used to always be Arctic Commando as my character. <laughs> Completely stupid, on, especially on the darker levels because you stand out like dog's <laughs> balls. So I'm getting picked off from all over the map. But I just remember, um, I can't remember the name of the, the mission now, but it's one where the... Um, the vents go straight into the bathroom. Yeah, and I used to always just camp in that in the in the bathroom, either up in the vents and just be capping people as they'd come in. It's You're interesting. The worst. Goldeneye uh, and Nintendo sixty four had a lot of titles like this. that were very um, very adventurous uh, mm. and sort of redefined genres. Uh, Goldeneye was probably it's probably the one that everyone points to for first person shooters mm. on console. Yeah. Um, as, as taking a big leap forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. multiplayer a takes pretty, a big a leap well forward. Goldeneye and then Halo. Yeah. As far as you oh, know, you know that what evolution else? of FPS goes, Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. You did. You did have your Medal of Honors still floating around on the PlayStation around that time as well. Oh, yeah, true. From but, yeah, but they didn't I really have the online component or the multiplayer component. Rising yeah. Sun did on PS2. On PS2, yeah, that came after. That came and I remember that much that, later though, because that was a uh, it was a massive fatal flaw in that game because you used to play online and then you could shoot someone and then go over to their body and rifle butt them a hundred times or whatever and get a second kill <laughs> right yeah that's weird just before they respawn that's that old dial up internet connection yeah. there best game on 64 really quickly what do you think the best I'm, one I'm saying Goldeneye no I'd, Goldeneye I'd stick with Goldeneye even though Wrestlemania 2000 my one of my favourite games I'd still say Goldeneye is the best game I think uh, I think Ocarina of Time 
Okay. Yeah, I have Valid. to say it. And I'm not Valid. the biggest Zelda fan, but I think what that did for the action-adventure genre... I can see why you chose that game. ...took it forward. Everyone... Mm. I mean, look, there's a lot of lists out there like this that have these two games, maybe Super Smash. I, I'd uh, put Mario top. 64 on there too because I, that was such... It was a variation from that typical side-scroll Mario you're so yeah. used to. That game just spun me... I remember running around sort of little small orb type planets and, and oh, yeah. you're running around obviously it's rotating you're trying to rotate the camera around to, to maintain yeah. the view To I was just mind blown as a kid yeah. It's, yeah Super Mario Super Mario was the first step I think Ocarina of Time was just where they got it nailed it just absolutely nailed it but um, yeah worst game Super Mar- uh, Superman 64 Superman 64 yeah, hands sure. down cool hands down <laughs> <laughs> we could agree on that quickly yeah. doubling back onto the, the, the sort of Zelda discussion have you seen all the, the various rants from the various video game communities at the moment where they're upset that, that Link isn't a girl. Feathers. The Link isn't a girl. Yeah, they're like, why isn't Link playable as a girl or, or reintroduces a girl character yeah, in you this know, one? Like that argument's sort of valid. The idea behind Link is it's sort of a Robin Hood-esque character yeah. that um, can be slotted into any sort of narrative. Um, I thought that uh, Link's gender was never really discussed or I think confirmed. I don't, I don't know. I think Link was always pretty much a boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with I think most people would have argued that I mean, Link I, would I, always have been a boy. Because then you've mm-hmm. got the princess um, Zelda. Yeah. And and you've got that romance, you mm-hmm. know, aspect that you can tie yeah. in there. Look, I, I I don't see what what the big problem is about putting Link in as a, as a playable boy or girl. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, but I don't see a problem with it being just the boy because that's literally the, how the series has been since it started on the NES, you know? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think they're trying to argue that it's time to change it up. Mm. But, you know, you could make that argument about Mario if you really wanted to. No, because mm. with Mario... Well, with Link, there's a certain ambiguity yeah. to, That's what I mean. to the actual character. Where the Mario, so Mario saying, is very... You're set. saying if, if uh, Link had a mustache... No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that uh, and because, Link was actually because called none Trevor. of the games... <laughs> because none of the games are actually, um, in terms of a story, connected. Mm. Uh, I think there's only a few remakes but nothing's really connected and the story is always a little bit different as it goes um then because of that you, it's a platform where you could potentially have a female lead i just don't i don't think it's necessary um but i can see the argument whereas with super mario it's totally just mario and luigi and their brothers and that's the character yeah but in in the latest mario on wii u you can now have toad and then the little blue toad version so there's all these you can play four players yeah. on it and there's more characters toad. Yeah, but, but I don't know yeah. what his name is. We'll just no, thanks. say Frog. Toadity or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Frog. So Quake also turned 20 this week. So Quake Champions was announced at E3. Boom, everyone got excited about that. Yep. So that's huge. And the other one, which is probably on level terms or slightly bigger potentially than the 64, is Sonic the Hedgehog turned 25. Not bigger. Well, I think still- since Sonic has turned into a dank internet meme I don't think anyone's going to take Sonic seriously ever again <laughs> or they might do because um, the team at or Sonic team as they're known Takashi Izuka has come out and said they are working on a completely new Sonic game as well as developing a full movie don't have much faith on the movie uh, but yeah so there is a new Sonic game in the works this is just going to perpetuate the meme status because mm. the last thing you've seen Ten with four. Sonic is either his ties into the Olympics with Mario or 
Sonic and Sega All Star Racing. That's All-Star it. There Racing. hasn't it's been. Got, it's got an amiibo as well. Yeah, there hasn't been a legit standalone Sonic game, and, and it did it did have its place in the gaming community. Like if they remade an open world type of Sonic, the only reason I'd I like Sonic is to play as Tails. See, I was I like Knuckles. Yeah, Knuckles is pretty cool too. I think Sonic uh, at its best was a two D side scroller. I hated the three D open world stuff that came after, and I remember playing one on the GameCube. I forget the title, but it just didn't feel right yeah Sonic on the Mega Drive I had it and yeah on the Mega it. Drive and the Master System was cracker games yeah I, so I love them and so fast mm. and that was that was the gimmick it was so quick yeah it was Mario mm. on steroids almost yeah mm. you know and, and fighting he used I swear he used to be called Dr. Mindbender or something like that but now he's oh no, Dr. Dr. Robotnik. Robotnik but now yeah. isn't his name Eggman yeah or, yeah it is which Eggman which is weird because it oh, used to be Dr. Robotnik no because I think uh, I think it was different between Japan and and the rest of the world like oh. over there he was egghead and over here he was Dr. Robotnik those types of shenanigans yes mm. you yes. know what else is shenanigans <laughs> Brian Cranston is going to be in the next Power Rangers movie Zordon and yeah my god what are you doing bro what's yeah. wrong with that that's sick I think that's awesome that is the worst dude no way good he's on a, him he's a better actor than the character Zordon would give yeah. him room for you know like yeah. he's, he's imagine what he can bring better. to the role though like but Zordon, what, what can you bring to a floating what can you bring head? To Zordon? Yeah. You don't know. Like he will, I seriously think he will smash the hell out of you're, that. Role. You're, you're not mm. wrong. Like yeah, we don't know much about. And unless he gets up there and he's like Rita Repulsa, I am the danger. Something like that. <laughs> I'd, I'd be down for something like he's, that. He's what I like from years of idolizing the series. He's what I know about Zordon. He's, he's literally he's literally a corpse on a bed of crystals that has a big tube over it where his head is projected. Yeah, that's it, and he does nothing. He just tells the old robot to do everything. Was his robot's name Alpha Five? Alpha Five, whatever. And he's hey, yeah. hey, 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 that yeah. that little punts. He's just a <laughs> fat floating head that just tells the Power Rangers to go fight stuff. Well, now yeah. it could be different. So what do we know? We don't know anything. He's kind of like the strategic Power Rangers Ranger. movie. So he's, a, he's, a, he's an alien from another world yeah, as well. Yeah. So Rita Repulsa is getting played by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. She could give a bit of variety to that kind of role, mm-hmm. but. Brian Cranston's as Zordon. What's going on? Who would you, who would you cast as the Rangers? I think they're all mostly unknowns. Yeah. From memory. Um, I'd just get the approval to do that Dark Power Rangers movie they did. You know yeah. when they did the short Power, ten or twelve minute Power one slash with James Vanderbeek in it. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. That was fantastic. It was yeah. all right. I don't know. It was a bit hammy. I think nah, the director's man. a bit over the top. I like yeah, it. I but it'd be, I bet it'll, it'll be less hammy than this movie when it's done. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't think so. Mm. But I liked his idea. The whole idea behind that was that um, it took a realistic view of sending teenagers to fight a war. Yeah. And that was like, that was a pretty good approach. We've been doing it for years, so. It's true. <laughs> oh, political. <You> know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, Brian Cranston. Yeah. We're, we've we've got our doing? fingers crossed you're going to do this role justice. He's going to smash it. He's going to absolutely smash it. But yeah. seriously, like. Fair enough if he hadn't done anything since Malcolm in the Middle Days. But, you know, he's he's done this massive dramatic turn with Breaking Bad, obviously. And then he was in, um, gosh, he was in Godzilla for about 12 minutes, but that was a more dramatic role. I'm trying to think of other big roles he's done since. He was in, wasn't he in um, one of the Marvel movies? Brian Cranston. Yeah. Mm. Or is he scheduled? No, no, I think he's scheduled to be in Doctor Strange. Sorry. He did Drive, which was a phenomenal film. That was great. That was a great, great movie. Great film. Weird, but great. Yeah. Um, I think he's scheduled to be in Doctor Strange. He's, he's meant to be a, a, a bad guy in one of the upcoming Marvel movies. I'll, uh, I'll just IMDB it and come back to you. Mm. Right. 
while, while we move on Mass Effect Andromeda still got high hopes but uh, they're doing away with the Paragon and Renegade system so that's the the good and evil system that they've got in the game you know throughout the game you are forced to make key decisions 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 Paragon is typically you know you do the right thing it's the safer option where Renegade's more of that risky borderline dark anti-hero side. dark sort of side and they're allowing you to operate in a I quote more shades of grey type of situation so I don't think you're going to be clearly defined as a as a you know a good good character or a bad character I think the um, the frustration with this came from Mass Effect players who were just kind of like uh, they thought they were making the good decision and that would be the wrong one and they would just be like oh, I did the slightest thing and all of a sudden I'm on it, the dark side now like oh. it, it annoyed me a bit because you know I've sunk a lot of hours into all three of these titles and there's certain decisions at key junctures in that game where if you didn't have a Paragon or a Renegade level at a certain certain sort of height you couldn't make that decision then so mm. yeah. there were some key standard. decisions that hinged on it but they were more ambiguous responses but because you weren't you know let's say paragon at 200 or whatever or renegade at 150 because you weren't there you couldn't make the choice yeah yeah that but that's standard i i totally remember having that problem playing similar games mm. i think uh star wars kotor was mm. one of them but it was just it wouldn't be or maybe it was like a, upon a clear cut and, a cut and dry um like sort of storyline in there it might be just you're trying to break up a fight between two of your crewmates and you mm-hmm. can't get in there and go, you know what? Shut up! Stop what you're doing. It's like, no, you're not good enough to say that or bad enough. It's like, mate, it's it's playing neutral. I should be able to do that regardless. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's opening that up a little bit more, okay. giving you a lot more flex. Please don't break my heart, Andromeda. Please. <laughs> I still think Jade Empire is my favorite good bad game. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet you'd have went very bad. RPG. You'd have went bad. I went both ways. I I did two. I did probably more than two playthroughs, but I did, yeah, one where I was very good and you get most of the characters that way. But there are some characters that you can't get unless you decide to go the total evil route. Like there's one, like the the black hand. um, You can't get him. Yeah. You have to like, because he's dead and you have to like keep your soul bound to the earth or something. It's pretty evil. It's pretty dark, pretty deep. Oh, it's a real dark game. I loved Mm. it. I didn't put too much time. Best I, Xbox game. I think I opinion. played it for maybe two hours. Yeah. Truth. I probably need to revisit that actually. If you can. Mm. I don't know what you can play it on at the moment. It's probably backwards compatible because there is 210 games as of Saturday 25th of the 6th. Xbox 360 games backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Yeah. 210. Is that today? That's right today. Yeah. Right now. Wow. I guarantee Jade Empire is not one of them. But, uh, it might be. No, the the list Xbox. is very it's substantial. It's Xbox Brute Force. only. Counter-Strike? No, nah, not Xbox Originals. Brute Force was on the original Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that game playing like the crocodile guy. <laughs> yeah. That's crap. Yeah, it was a bit crap. But yeah. 210 games on there now. Tekken Tag 2 is one of them. Pick it up, people. That was free the other day. That was free the other day. I hope I hope everyone took my advice and got it because it is phenomenal. And you get all the DLC with it. You get to play as Angel. You get to play as Michelle. Mm-hmm. You get the Snoop Dogg map. If you want to play one of yeah, the self-professed best Tekken guys in the land, him, sh- shoot Sam a, a tweet or a message on Twitter at 8BitSam. I'll make it happen. He might be kind enough to allow you into his dojo and to, to train with the best. <laughs> I'll show you a thing or two. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was that's that's pretty well the, the news for this week. Yeah, nothing, nothing much happened. Healthy choice up in here. Lean as lean as can be. So you've got mail. 
We've got a couple of nice uh, reader emails that have been sent through. Do you have your mailbag? I do have the mailbag. I don't know why cutting I carry edge. this mailbag around with me. Just to, I, I just always got to be prepared in case someone says, I don't know, read me, cutting read, edge tell me your stories. I don't know why it sounds like it's made out of a paper bag from a bakery. It was a bit cold this morning. It's a bit, there's some icicle on there. It's <laughs> sort of stiffened. Winter <laughs> right. is coming. So, this one first from our boy uh, down there in Victoria, Josh Ennor. You know him as the host of OK Games. He sent us a nice little, uh, Great l- little sort of story here. So, dear 8-Bit crew, Josh here again. Hopefully I can shed a little bit of light on The Last Guardian for you all. Veering off from the from the letter before we jump back in, you know, we're probably between us three, we're not massive Last Guardian players do or we, fans or seen a bit of footage. Do we care about it? it? Yeah, like I'm I'm not jumping for joy. I think I like think some it's of the other gaming community. We don't care about it. Yeah. So well, at least that was out that But that's was not our... to say that you shouldn't. No, like, no, no. That's yeah, why you enjoy it, then and that's this cool. Was, this was our opinion before Josh wrote in. Mm. Yeah. We'll yeah, talk about so, our opinion after Josh wrote Yeah, in. yeah. So, yeah. So, Josh here again. I am very much aboard the hype train and have been since its reveal almost a decade ago. Mm-hmm. First things first, the game reminds you so much of Ico because it essentially is. The devs that are bringing you The Last Guardian are the same people that brought you both Ico and Shadow of the Colossus, which I hope starts to explain some of the hype behind the game. To talk in terms of modern devs, Supergiant Games released both Bastion and Transistor to very high acclaim, and thus their next game, Pyre, is being met with a great deal of excitement and anticipation. Anticipation. God, I can't talk today. No, you can't. Now multiply that by the number of years it has been since Shadow of the Colossus and The Last Guardian, and you should be able to come should be able to get some sentiment as to why we are wetting ourselves with excitement that this is finally coming out. Now, in terms of graphical style, I will admit I think I did trash a little we bit tra- last we week. We trashed the graphical style. Yeah, so in terms of graphical style, this is merely mine and other fans' interpretations and does not have any developer weight behind it. But a running theme in past Team Ico games have been that you, as a protagonist, are a stranger, often invader, to the game world. You do not belong and therefore the graphical style between the playable character and the characters within the world vary, often greatly. Makes a lot of sense. Also, for them to update the graphics too much might just push the game back into another seven years of development and please, for the love of God, do not wish that upon us. I'm not saying the game is going to be an all-time great seller. I'm not even hyped for the game to be good, although I'm praying to whoever is listening that it will be. I am just so goddamn excited that after nearly a decade, I get to play another game from one of my all-time favorite developers. Praise be to Fumito Ueda. Thanks, guys. A pleasure as always. Josh Enor. Thank so, you for writing in, yeah. Josh. Still, you still got to 1v1 me. That's it. We're, yeah, we're still trying to tee up that CSGO battle. How are you going with that, by the way? Are you practicing or...? Yeah. Because we've got a lot of writing on this. Yeah, I'm, mate, <laughs> I'm, I'm practicing every other day. I'm doing all right. Mm. I'm making bets with people over this. So, all right, cool. <laughs> mate, um, don't, don't blame me for losing your money. <laughs> Jesus, still here. Anyway, all right. Um, yeah, look, the letter was uh, very enlightening. I think because I I wasn't aware of the connection mm. um, do you reckon that's weird that I picked up on that connection with Ico yeah you didn't know about that no I didn't I fully was just Mm. like looks like Ico oh well hey it is haven't played Ico have played Shadow of the Colossus which is obviously one of the um, ah it's a sick game it's a great game most boss battle after boss battle but it's great fun beloved games Um, 
great yeah look it all makes sense i suppose to josh to your credit we didn't pick up on these things and um the connection and know about i, I especially didn't know it was in dev hell and and the graphical styling of it you know how the the main character is typically like an invader per se yeah i, I thought the, that was interesting it made a lot of sense choice, I, I went yeah. back and watched the trailer again and yeah the the lead character i can't remember the name of the character you play but yeah he's just so simply animated and drawn as opposed to the old cat dog and the rest of the environment that it makes dog. a lot of damn sense. Dog bird. Dog, dog bird. bird cat dog. Yeah, I find look, it... I, I'm, I'm kind weird. of with this one like... Um, that's know. great that, that uh, they've, you know, got seven years or whatever since the last game and I can respect that there's a community there but I kind of feel like there's a there's a community or people that are busting for a game to come out with any game that's announced, you know, so... I find the um, mention of the... Like the... They're calling it... I mean, it would be a, a directorial choice to have the person graphically different to the whole world to make them separated. I find that a bit odd given that the premise behind the game is that you do have a bond with the dog bird. Um, so that's a bit odd to consider yourself that's as That's kind of how it was in Final Maybe Fantasy as a stranger VII. in Final Fantasy... Seven. As... Well, Cloud was like a, you know, 2D character almost. They were all but, 2D though. But then the world around them... Like, I think graphically everything's consistent in Final Fantasy Seven. Agree to disagree. Uh, well, I think most people would agree with me. Um, there's a very different choice though with this guy. And yeah, I don't know. Look, it's a pretty interesting theory. Uh, mm. He does point out that it is just a fan theory. It's not necessarily something that they've come and said. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, Josh, I will definitely pay more attention to this game. Thank you for writing in. Yeah, Hi. Much, much appreciated. Well, not. <laughs> just because it just it doesn't. Just, just because there's a rivalry no, there. No, no, established. No, it's nothing established. Uh, like you to like Josh, I said, yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm all for being excited about it, and that's cool, man. Because it's like you, you can do that with any game. You know what? Just personally, the the gameplay and style doesn't really appeal to me. That doesn't all. mesh with your taste buds. No, and it. No, I'm not going to say that because you'll you'll have a go at me. Have a go at him. <laughs> I'd like to know what you're going to say. Yeah. If me someone too. were to throw me a free copy, uh, I'd have a crack at it. Me. Hashtag Kerbo style. Do we know when? Um, <laughs> Did the last game get a release date? Yeah, it was October. I think it was October the twenty fifth, okay, or the twenty eighth. So it's it's close. It's imminent. You know, nice this seven years or so of dev hell is long gone. Now I hope it's, it's everything to, that they yeah. want out of the game because I think waiting that long for a game, I that's what I worry about. I think yeah. no matter what, even if it is anything short of like a perfect masterpiece, people are just going to pan it. You know, they'll be like, "We've waited this long, and this mm. is what it's like." No. I think it's going to upset a lot of these true to the core fans out there I don't know it'll be interesting and, we'll and we've got another another listener email come through greetings team hungry we all know you love your video games just curious what is the longest video game session you have ever done in one sitting keep up the tasty work Cameron Wakefield thanks Cam first name and last name lead us off Sammy what's what's the longest session you've ever had uh, I don't know I've video game so, related I've obviously so many internet cafe overnighters in my life oh yeah um, that I, I couldn't point to a single one shout out to the Parramatta Netcalf yeah um, unless we forget I I remember the first night I ever stayed up the whole night without sleeping was playing Pokemon Yellow uh, in Pokemon Stadium where you used to be able to put your cartridge into the back of your N64 controller uh, I played that all night um, and at the time I think I was like raising a Dragonite to level 100 without using the rare candy cheat anyway that's the whole thing uh, that's that's it. There have been so many times though where I've played like League all night or WoW all night. Mm. Um, like literally would do it all night and then go to school the next day. 
Um, yeah. yeah, those those nights have happened more often than not. Yeah, what not 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 that one is the biggest, but I remember, geez, even probably in the last twelve months, doing those those games when they're they're just so immersive, and you know, you're just like, oh, just one more little side quest, one more side quest. Then you yeah. look at the time, and it's it's midnight, then it's one, then it's two, then it's four a.m., then it's five, and you go, oh, it gets two, two hours of sleep, then I can go to work. No, it just gets to a point where you're like, fuck it, I'm not going to work. Yeah, you know? but I've um, which I haven't done for years, people from work, but, but yeah. Still the longest one i've ever had is probably back in in little brandy days where my uncle and i played up uh sat up from friday night or friday afternoon and finished like played through super mario brothers 3 yeah finished the entire game we pulled an all-nighter on friday we were up till probably about 11 on the saturday night slept for a couple of hours and then woke up again at maybe four or five played it all the way through till about maybe three o'clock that afternoon on the sunday so from Friday to Sunday, about three hours of sleep and we, yeah, wow. we completed Super Mario Bros. 3. I remember, actually, you know what? I remember playing Final Fantasy X the first time like I played it properly and seriously. Uh, and I got to a point about halfway uh, where you're sort of exiled from everyone. Uh, and at that point, I took it really seriously. I remember just hammering that out um, all day, all night, all day, mm. all night until I got to the end. About you, Kerbs? Um, I would have to say the Battle of Epping. The Battle of Epping. Yeah. That wasn't the time that you got stuck at Epping Station and had to punch on with the locals? No, not quite. Okay. Um, the year was 2003. Oh, boy. Strap in. <laughs> Gather uh, around the campfire, boys and girls. Go. I was a young, fresh-faced recruit, year nine, uh, <laughs> at a local Western Sydney high school. Uh, fancied myself quite the gamer. Okay. And uh, Didn't should- learn until later on that he was an odd... Odd gamer. No. But, uh, no. okay. Sh- sh- uh, shared a maths class with a couple of different guys who also fancied themselves gamers. Um, one guy in particular, won't mention his name. Let's just call him Tom for the purposes of the, um, of the exercise. He was friends with another guy whose name was, uh, let's say Tim. Alex, right? Okay. Yeah. And uh, they were best friends and they used to play um, Battlefield 1942 a lot. And they used to fancy themselves as the best in the school at Battlefield 1942. Now, I remember being in maths class because they used to sit together just near me and I used to sort of listen to them talking. Um, One day they got into a very heated debate about um, something to do with the game. And one believed something and the other one believed the opposite. And they were back and forth, back and forth. And everyone was like, you know, shut up, who cares, whatever. Not these guys. They were very into it. To the point where they literally, one of them, picked up their stuff and moved desks. Wow. Um, and then we left it. We went to recess. We started talking about it, of course. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? And then they sort of just met up, looked each other in the eye, and it's like, you know, I will seriously, mate, meet me at the Netcalf. I will I can prove it to you, blah, blah, blah. The longest time that you've in one sitting played a video game. Listen, I'm getting there. <laughs> we're okay. not even there. But yet. no, we're not even close. I don't think. At that point, uh, <laughs> it was like, all right, and they literally. I remember this. We were crowding around them, and they shook hands. They were going to have this battle, and then they decided to recruit for the battle. And literally, both people, Tim, uh, what, was, what did I say, Tom and Tom Alex, and Alex, right, um, went their separate ways, and literally went to everyone whose team did you get recruited for so wait for the story so i kind of want to they were they were like they were like trying to to you know almost do a propaganda with people where 
they were sending like Had memes, the running like memes of the other guy photoshopped in various positions. Like ad campaigns. Don't don't go to this team. Come mm. to team Alex. And it literally went on for nearly three weeks for which team are you going to be on? And they would talk it up every day. Like, oh, I've got 16 guys ready to go. I've got 14 guys ready to go. Like, let's hammer this out. Let's set a date, all this kind of stuff. We used to run rampant at this dodgy back alley connection, bloody net calf over in Epping. And um, eventually we set a date and it was like going to be a week in advance. And then they turned around and said, no, nah, as a scare tactic, they're like, no, nah, if you're confident, you'll do it tonight. And then it was like, okay, literally got the call because I was... Uh, it was a Sunday afternoon. Got the call and knocked you thirty-two ten. Got got the call at ten in the morning, and this this is painful because I was on I was on Tom's team, and and because I felt like he had the better, um, he had the better pitch. He had the better like people on the artillery, and I was like, I think the artillery is going to be the winner because the particular map that they chose was very specific in having the artillery. So anyway, I chose Tom's team because I thought, mate, he's a shoe in. Um, and I got the call at 10 a.m. I'm like, okay, mate, I need you to come over for this thing. And I managed to con my way with my parents. Be like, yeah, all my homework's done. No problem. All good, mate. Let me go. <laughs> Drop me at Tom's place. Went over. Walked down to the net cap. And you don't was- know how to tell stories. I'm going to jump you right now and just say you have no idea how to tell <laughs> a story. About? This is the longest story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It Do just- you know what this part's called, Sam? It's called the setup, all right? We're about to get we're to... We're only in the setup? We're about, oh, to- we're about to get to the conflict. So oh I don't think that you have ties in with the longest session ever, technically. Yeah, feels- how to listen to a story. But anyway, right, go on. This we went up at the net cap and it was seriously like, like, a, like a 90s... Like little league movie. Lay it out. What, what sort of computers were there? Two teams walk towards each other, and it was like, "You ready to do this? Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's do it." Did you it's shake kind of, hands? It's kind of like step up. Walked up step to up the net cap, and we were there from I would like to say eleven thirty, twelve o'clock on the Saturday morning, or on, in, on the Sunday, on the day, in the afternoon. In yeah. The oh, so it yep. started in Sunday. Started Sunday. Oh, see, I'm, I love, I thought we were on Saturday. I'm back anyway. And we went through till about seven thirty. So seven and a half hour gaming session, and um, it was. Or it sounds like from the setup that it there was, was a just, lot of pride and honor. It was on just the line. one map that we did like over <clears throat> and over and over again, and it was literally like neck and neck. Right. But, so it wasn't even a convincing, crushing defeat for one side. It, no, it was neck and neck. The Battle of Epping. This is titled. And the thing is, is that we had we managed to somehow speak of this scam for, for like years to come. two sides of the net calf, and literally. Tom would walk around to everyone as they're playing and he'd be like, you're doing quite well there. Um, just try and maybe try and make sure that you have more ammo to be support. Like, so he's like oh, the field commander. He was the field commander. The, literally. And we, so he wasn't even playing. He was managing. He was playing, but he was taking time to manage as well. And that's, that's what probably got him over the line. I'm guessing like, Tom was the winner. He, he, he we, we talked about strategy and we're like, Okay, like, oh, you're going to be on the tanks. You're going to be on the planes. I'm surprised. How many I people want, were there again? It was about seven per side. It ended up being like about seven per side. Wow. Were there, were there other rivalries? Like, not just Tom and Alex, but, you know, like no, you and someone else. Most on the of the other, other people really didn't care. Did you just wear uniforms? No. Ah. We were just like, we, we were all just thing, like, let's yeah. just play games. Who cares? And you're then all about uniform. Eventually, um, it's important. Man has to have a code. Yeah, you see esports, man. They, yeah. Eventually, they, it got to almost down to everyone. The point where everyone's like, "Well, I kind of got to go home now. It's just mm. getting a bit boring." Yeah. And then <laughs> we we left. 
and then they were still playing. Yeah, and right. they just like they it dwindled down in numbers, and then they went down to one v one. They went down to like pistols only, <laughs> trying to sort this issue out. And then we just left. And then the next day we we're like, so who won? So so what ended up happening? And then it still rages on today. I swear to God, if, if there's no there. clear winner, if there's no clear winner, I'm, I'm furious. Right? Uh, they they were like, because Alex jumped in and he was like, I won. And then he's like, No, you fucking didn't. He's like, no, I... Oh, so it's contentious. It's contentious. So there's wow. no clear winner to this day. He, I'm surprised listen, if there's something as epic points as on the, the board, setup makes it sound... Points that on the board, the, there was Alex no won, but it was a technicality that he won. How? I can't... Specifically remember what it was. It was some weird thing where like, he used a weapon he wasn't supposed to and he got an extra kill, so... Do you still speak to Tom and Alex? No, God, no. no. Oh, really? No, 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 no. They sound like people that you need to reach out to and we can interview them about this because mm-hmm. if, if this is as epic as you make it sound yeah, no, I feel I'm like not, one of them still bitter I'm not I would be. going to reach out to them no nope why give me their names oh. I'll reach out to them we'll I, I imagine they'd both be like Uncle Rico and Napoleon Dynamite now they'll be like you know if I only used that gun in the glory yeah. 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 yeah, would have won that would have made it to state okay yeah. so seven and a half hours is the answer to your question that is, that's how to, Cam, to Cam, Cam I hope he doesn't mind calling him Cam Cam's question Battle of Epping Okay. I think I did that last Sunday playing The Witcher. I feel like I just lived the Battle of Epping. That was mm. huge. I think I just um, lost a, a limb in the Battle of Epping. I'm, there were know, casualties. I'm, I'm, I'm a vet now. Yeah. I've seen some things, man. Battlefield 1942 as well. Mm. Far out. So, so there you go. What a cracker. You had a question. I had an answer. It was a good answer. Was hope, it? Hope you learned your lesson there, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> because you suck at listening, both of you. Oh, man. I was good. Here's, here's, here's one. I uh, in year nine, I I used to like wag school all the time. I had 108 days off that year. I spent probably a hundred of them playing Tekken at Fun World and Parramatta. Wow, really? Yeah, legit. Your obsession with Tekken is it was ridiculous. it blew up, man. Tekken how did you not? How did you not up. get expelled? We had a stamp. So the the late policy at the time was in you the back of your diary, like pass outs. Hold on, in the back of your diary, if you were um late but you had a note to say why you're late, they'd stamp the back of your diary saying approved. So you had a thousand late notes. To we had it. we had approved stamp. So we just stamped. We had an approved stamp. Yeah, we had an approved stamp. And at the end of the year, like my year coordinator pulled me and two other guys up uh, who were kind of in my circle of friends doing the same thing. They're like, oh. You need to account for all these days. Were you here? Show me your diary. Uh, and like, if I had something written in there, he was happy to just pretend that I was there. My year coordinator, Millwood, best year coordinator. Um, so me and these two guys just spent plenty of time just writing shit in in random days in our diary <laughs> <laughs> to like lessen. I think I got it down to like fifty. So wow, yeah. how did you not fail the year? I'm pretty clever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that? I'm pretty clever. I'm pretty, pretty clever. Pretty yeah, clever. Well, got a got a stamp. Pretty smart kid, man. <laughs> a stamp, yeah. yeah. Figure that figure that stamp angle out. Although that year in the parent teacher, uh, the math, my math teacher, I forget his name, told my dad the world needs laborers too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who's so, clever now? So maybe not that clever. <laughs> Whoa, um, yeah. Bit, bit of a prick thing to say, eh? Mm, that's pretty bad. Hey, yeah. you know what? But hey, look at me now, guys. I'm don't, on the Hungry Gamers. Don't, don't laborers make a decent wage? Though? Yeah, they do. I think laborers pretty sure they, they do all right. Flawed logic there, math teacher. Yeah. Flawed logic. Yeah. Yeah. I, on the topic of math teachers, we used to have um, a math teacher in year 11 and year 12, but he was a, a volunteer for the, like, the rural fire brigade. And because sort of out in the country, 
spot fires happen a lot. <laughs> so you used to ring the bell halfway through no, class. No, no. So, so we'd be <laughs> off you go, mate. <laughs> a few, a few kids in my class did do a few prank calls here and there, but it, we'd just be halfway through the lesson. He'd get a call on his, I don't know, his particular direct line for the fire service or whatever, and then he'd just red bugger phone. off. So we'd be there with half a lesson, just sitting there going, "What do we do now?" <laughs> Let's go, right. let's go shoot stuff. And during summer, during those warmer months, that happened probably once a week. Easy. Wow. Mm. So where was this going? That's it. Cool. I love that. That's so how you much. start and end a story, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smashed it. What but, new releases do we have, man? Oh, thanks, Cameron, for the letter. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Sorry we triply answered your question. We're trying to flesh it out because there's no news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you did more than enough flesh in there with the oh, mate, I'm happy for a good uh, uh, but hey write, write to us if you think that story was terrible songs will be sung about that yeah. that battle of that's epping a, that's a THG highlight mm, sure. <laughs> come on yeah. stop you, you make me one jealous. of the many highlights no. oh, yeah. mm. new releases and events so after a pretty lean week last week with new releases obviously with E3 the gaming community decided this week, you know, let's pump out a thousand of them. So we've got a heap of games coming out this week. The first one um, on June 28th is Seven Days to Die on the Xbox One and PS4. Just got my hands on a review copy, so hopefully I'll be able to give you some actual honest feedback about this game on the next step. Next one, Full Mojo Rampage. Not too sure what that one is. At a punt, like taking a punt, I'm assuming it might be some kind of like monster truck based situation. I would have said like, Beautiful Joe Remember that game? Oh yeah Yeah dude That was a terrible game I have no idea what it is Beautiful Joe Had like a mad Community in it as well mm. Yeah Also on June 28th God Eater Resurrection Is out on PS4 Vita and the PC Grand Kingdom Is out on PS4 And the Vita on June 28th And I think that's physical copies uh, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens comes out literally on That's every console in the universe on June 28th you're going to pick that up? no what did you think of the trailer from E3? Oh, I couldn't care you play one Lego game you've played them all very uh, I hate the way they cheese it up oh yeah yeah. yeah. like it's it's cool that you can literally be anybody from that universe like you could be Boba Fett or Chewie running around playing The Force Awakens, whatever. That's cool, but that's There's where no the challenge. novelty wears off. There is yeah. absolutely no challenge yeah. in that game. It is yeah. a kid's game. Uh, yeah. Don't care. Fair, Don't care. Okay. Yeah, they've got their place in the, you know, in the gaming portfolio. Again, I said this before. When I was a kid playing games, the games were hard. Mm. Now they're too easy. Mm. You, just, you just evolve. That's why he's such a good gamer after the Battle of Epping. Well, what can I say? You know? You're a hardened vet now. That's it. Yeah. Mom of pension. Mm. So Prison Architect comes out on June 28th on the Bone and PS4. Resident Evil 5, the remaster, comes out on Xbox One and PS4. Star Ocean 5, hey. Integrity and Faithlessness That's comes good, out on June 28th. I'm, I am going to be buying that. Get that game. I am straight up buying that. If you're an RPG fan, never played Star Ocean, get that game. I love it. Cannot wait. I don't know. Cannot wait. I don't know. I know we both got The Last Hope together. Mm. We're not together, but we both had it. Yeah. Uh, and you smashed it and I got stuck yeah, yeah I finished that game front to back got all the characters the I like the combat to be yeah, honest yeah because real time yeah. and the cool thing now in Star Ocean um, Integrity and Faithlessness is it's not going into battlefields so you're pretty much just running around the open world and then just fighting within that environment uh, as is so it's not going to do you know that usual it's still quick cut scene and fade in Final Fantasy 12 move yeah so I yeah, think that's right. going to be really cool yeah cool the Technomancer comes out on the Bone PS4 and PC on June 28th that's been getting some pretty good hype amongst the channels from what I've seen. So What's be that curious about? to see. 
well, now you put me on the spot. It's it's a sci-fi action RPG is yeah. my understanding of it. Okay. Looks I, cool. I Worth checking out. I could be completely out. off the map. Yeah, like I've been... Yeah, it's an action RPG. Yeah, been reading some some reviews and, and sort of previews and, and Let's Play footage and it's getting getting some good hype. Nice. Developed by Spiders and the series uh, that's Actual part of spiders? is Mars Warlogs. Hmm. Published by Focus Home Interactive. Yeah, so Zero Escape 3 Zero Time Dilemma comes out on the 3DS and Vita on June 28th. So any of you handheld gamers out there, you got one for either the 3DS or the Vita at your uh, disposal. Inside comes out on Xbox One on June 29th. And Box Box Boy comes out on June 30th on 3DS. Box Box Boy. Any idea what that is? Box Box Boy. I'm assuming some kind of super punch out sort of um reimagining oh, that's how yeah, I maybe, see it. yeah true i get you i was box, thinking box boy i was thinking like some sort of poker machine was like box box boy oh i'd love that <laughs> if no there idea. was a pokey game I, that would be one of my snap games if there i, are if I games. could feed dangerous oh, <laughs> if i could feed like if i could do microtransactions to play real poker machines via my phone you can. i would be gambling uh, like that. you can already uh, do that it's a puzzle can game it? yeah it's a puzzle game that's what it is. Box, and Box Boy? Yeah, and it's the sequel to Box Boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the marketing meeting. I'm going to take a shot in the dark, and when the third one comes out, I'm assuming it's going to be Box, Box, Box Boy. That's where... Box I'm... to the power of three, boy. Yeah. yeah. Box mm. cubed. Box cubed. Boy. Cube boy. Exclamation point. Oh, cube boy. So nice that one. is all the games coming out this week. A couple of events. The big one that's already on right now and will be on... Till June the 4th. I know, Curbs, you're pretty keen on this. Yeah, July the 4th. Gosh. So, Independence Day, America. <laughs> the Steam Summer Sale. Yep. On right now. Get on there. You're going to get deals on deals on deals on all the good games. Mm-hmm. Have you guys given it a look yet? Not just yet. No, not yet. But I will be. Yeah. Might do it right L- now. A lot of, lot of recent AAA titles are drastically reduced in price from what I can see. So, it's... Now, any any of you master race gamers out there and you're looking to add to that collection, get on it between now and July the 4th. Keen as. We'll come back next week. I'll give you my top picks. Yeah. Maybe you How both can because you're now both uh, you know, master racers. Yeah. Yep. Let me know what you've found. Any but, recommendations? Uh, wouldn't the Steam sale be over by then? No. Uh, ooh. No, not, not on time of recording. It'll be close to it. It, last minute alright guys this is a, a quick call yeah so let's look at the calendar I was such an idiot before I said to Brendan oh, I, I just realised I was like oh I have to get to the, steel, uh, the Steam Summer Sale now or else they'll sell out <laughs> I love that <laughs> I was uh, like fully so, so stupid on the 3rd of July is when our next step will drop and yeah. that is when you'll get our last minute grab it before yeah. it goes back to full price yeah. so okay. keep an eye out for that we'll try and punch that episode week. out Saturday That's night it. yeah boy um, a couple of other events so there's Haven Expo up in Mackay in Queensland so that's their own little um, Mackay based pop culture and video game expo it's mm. the third year running I do believe the last two years have sold out so it's well done July the 2nd so it's a, it's a single day event July the 2nd um, at MECC which is one of the big convention centres there in Mackay uh, July 2nd 10am to 5pm so plenty of video gaming there's tabletop games there's some cosplay there's some exhibitions so get along any local Mackay based people or anyone in that you know north far north Queensland area hmm. looking for some pop culture head out get on to Haven some and and the big one I think that we've all been sitting on for a little while. Drum roll. 
But yeah, so we've had this under under wraps for a little bit. We uh, will be down in Adelaide on Adelaide. July fifteenth through to seventeen. We will have a booth there with our brethren from Radelaide D1 DLC. So we'll be doing a lot of interviews, hands-on playthroughs on games. And you'll get to meet us. Get to Whoa. meet us. That's it. We'll have some stuff on display. We'll probably be doing some giveaways, you know. So you can slap me in the face for being too opinionated. I think there'll be a few slaps. <laughs> Might be a story time corner. Could be a story, Could time, be a story corner. time corner. I'll tell. I'll retell war stories in the battle. <laughs> of Epping. You're going to reenact the Battle of Epping. You'll, you'll be in like the the southern the southern my, outfit. My school it, outfit. Yeah. <laughs> it's the anime and video game convention um, for Adelaide. It's yeah, huge. It's huge. Twenty thousand people. Twenty thousand people last year. Yeah, and they get a lot of cool people coming down. We've got cosplayers, indie game developers. Um, there are going to be stores, contests, yeah, games so, to play. And any any people that are looking to come along, tickets are still available. I think they're really actually really reasonably priced. I think it might be fifty bucks or so for the two day pass. So, you know, you're practically making money at you, that kind of situation. Because you get there. to see us, and that's just yeah, priceless. Yeah, and and Brad and Ado and, and the boys there at D one. Absolutely great guys. Great guys. Really great guys. They Listen make us look podcast. so unprofessional. <laughs> they, have, they have such a professional rig. Yeah, and we're just like you know cobbled together with a bit of twisted copper lead. Guys, check out the website. It's avcon.org.au, avcon.org.au. You can grab your tickets there and it gives you a full list of what's Mm -hmm. going to be there on the day. Yeah, so plenty of things going on. And and for anyone that is over 18, I know they do some sort of avcon after dark sort of after party situations on the Friday night and the Saturday night. It's a little blue. You want to sort of unwind and and crack a few cold ones with us, we'll be there Friday night and Saturday night. So so shout shout us a frosty ale. I get better with beer. Yeah. That <laughs> remains to be seen. <laughs> yeah, so so we're all pretty excited. We're just fine tuning exactly how our schedule is going to play out for that event. But you know, between us three here and the D one guys, I know we're all pretty keen to get down there and and do some pretty good content. Um, you know, we're we're got a booth right in the indie games room. So anyone that wants to see all the indie devs that are um, displaying there. Uh, search on Google because I can't remember their, their URL or their Twitter handle. Just search Indie Games Room. They've got like a six or seven minute video up on their YouTube account that showcases all the games and all the developers that will be on show there at Avcon. So check that out because I think there's 40 or 50 developers and games that will be available to be played over that weekend. So we're super keen. Super keen. Super keen. Yeah. Cool. So that's probably the biggest uh, thing to come out of this week. That should have been at the top of the news. That should be the top, the middle, the end. You know, we should just <laughs> emphasize this from now until July 15. Yeah. But yeah, anything else you guys want to add? Uh, no, be be good. And, and uh, thanks for listening. Guys, probably uh, another good chance to mention you can find us on Twitter. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at We8Bit. At us. We love chatting. I love chatting on Twitter. It's my new favorite hobby. Yeah, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, you, Me, not so much. You're yeah. not so much. Sam no, has joking. Sam has fully sort of latched onto the, the Twitterverse. I'm now, a burgeoning tweeter. Yeah, he loves the I'm tweets. More Insta. Poke, poke Reese on the Twitters at Fried Reese because we need to sort of get him energized about this platform hashtag no one wants to talk to me taken off like oh, a boo. no one likes me <laughs> you engage with no one on twitter but i don't it know how I'm not, I'm, i don't know what right. just, just we'll get out there just class. just you know direct tweet people. i'm like gilbert godfried yeah i'm like He's am got- i doing the tweeting now that's me looking at my Absolutely. twitter that could be your shtick you could just like tweet as gilbert godfried just, now. No, that no. could be your thing no 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 if no, you no. wanted to you could find him at fried race yeah at fried race that's it 
at 8BitSam. And at Brendan8Bit. And it. if you want to get us all as a whole at We Are 8Bit, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right. our YouTube account, search us We Are 8Bit or The Hungry Gamers, pop us on there. We, we've actually had some pretty good success on there. So we've got, I think, 104 subscribers on the YouTubes already, which is Woo-hoo. nice. So One thanks. thing I'll um, point out there, we've got some merch on the way. We do have some juicy merch on the way. That's it. Finally. For that. yeah. We've got guys and girls tees. We've got zip-through hoodies. We'll probably have some on display or slash available for Avcon, but otherwise hit us up online. You can email myself, Brendan, at 8bit.net yeah. or just hit her up via those social media channels we'll point in the right direction to pick one up and write and leave a review guys stars and reviews on iTunes yeah yeah really love to see those thanks to everyone who's already left one always good mm. so until next time much yep. love and stay hungry yeah boy You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, an exclusive podcast from 8-Bit. Be sure to check out 8-Bit.net for all your video game and pop culture related needs. Additional Hungry Gamers episodes can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. While you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls. 